From points across California, you're listening to the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged. This is the Diz Unplugged Disneyland edition, episode 438 for the week of May 3rd, 2015. The Diz Unplugged Disneyland edition is brought to you by James Unlimited Travel so you can plan the perfect Disney vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. I am your host, Tom Bell, and I'm joined by my good friends, Nancy Johnson, Mary Jo Malata-Willie, Michael Bowling, and Tony Spatel, plus our special guest, Jeff Heimbach. Coming up on Tuesday, Mary Jo takes a day six drive to Venice Beach in Santa Monica, and the ladies talk about dining choices for families in the parks. But right now, it's time for this week's news, roundtable rapid fire, and our Facebook poll on this edition of the Diz Unplugged. Hello, everyone. Hello. 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 Hey, hey there. Hi there. Ho there. There we are. Hey, Jeff. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Oh, no, no problem. We appreciate you. Uh, appreciate you hopping on. Um, just if my sound or our sound is wacky this week, deal with it. Um, I am actually <laughs> recording from the, the, uh, are we really he doesn't good even know. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I, I read, read chat and they said, are we really good friends? Um, yes, we are. I am recording from the Anaheim Hilton. Which is one of the show, one of the hotels that, um, the Orlando team is focusing on when they do their Disneyland 7 and 7 or whatever they're going to call it coming up starting May 22nd. So you're going to watch for that. Uh, Michael and I will be back in Orlando to record those series of shows. And Anaheim Hilton is one of those shows or one of those, one of those hotels that we talked about. So I'm here experiencing the hotel. I can see Cars Land from my, from my front porch. Um, any housekeeping? I have some. Tony. Wow. Yes. I, what do you want? Wow. Welcome to the show, Tony. <laughs> yeah, I have stuff. Now, okay, if you cool. were going to say it, and it's what I texted you this week. Oh, so no, remember, go ahead. No, yeah, okay. we haven't talked about that. Okay, too. so remember we had talked about last week, or some at some time previous today, Yes, was um that they had moved all the kiosks over. Right in yeah. downtown Disney right, for traffic, yeah. the, yeah. the 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 DVC lady, because mm-hmm. um, that's what it actually her official title is DVC lady. She said, "Oh, it's I'm for traffic." Mrs. DVC lady. Too. Yeah, it's yeah, that's a uh, it's um. She said traffic flow, and she sounded like she knew what she was talking about, right, Tom? Yes, she did. Like, oh no, this is it. And then I went there this week, and no more, no longer do we have the kiosks in two separate rows, but they're now all of them pushed to the side where tortilla joe's is okay. really so i left or right wow. depending on which side so you're looking at north. but okay. yeah but they're all they were all pushed over to this there was nothing on the other side wow. which actually i looked and i thought that actually made more sense because then you have a place to sit mm-hmm. on the other side yeah that whole place was available to sit so yeah. obviously we got she got some bad information now i'll probably go again this week and we'll see whether they move them again right exactly now they're experimenting and then we've talked about a while ago some of the new things going on at Knotts, mm-hmm. right? And if we've already said it, then just, you know, it's live, so you can't clean yeah. it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, did we discuss that Voyage to the Iron Reef is opening? I don't know if that we captured. Okay. I mean, May, at, at some point we just said the 15th. date, but yeah. May 15th. Yeah, May 15th. And there's a little more. I don't want to give spoilers away. I didn't go on it, but um, the, remember the steampunk theme, but they're going to um, – kids. people weren't kids. Those kids today wearing 3D glasses <laughs> and they're going to get a freeze ray gun, digital score, but May 15th. So, yes. 
And Mary Jo, yep. you're going to be there, what is it, May 13th to check it out? May 13th, I can hardly yeah. wait. Yeah. Mary Jo, I will join you because I will be there as well. There you go. Awesome. Nice. Nice. See how that perfectly led into our guests and Mary Jo. <laughs> speaking speaking <laughs> of opening, speaking of openings or reopenings, we have a couple delays that the Disney Parks blog announced. Well, they didn't announce them as delays, but I know they're delays because I know what the refurbishment schedule is. Uh, Matterhorn got bumped a week and isn't going to open until May 22nd, so the day of the All Hell Breaking Loose. And Peter Pan's flight is get, is bumped six weeks and won't open until July 1st. Wow. Michael, what happened? You know out. the scoop. Come on. They're doing <laughs> it's it's a major okay. reimagining in that attraction, so uh, nice I would imagine that. it's just taking a little longer than normal. Okay. Wow. Well, um, you know, if yeah. it's anywhere as quality as the Alice one, it's going to be worth the wait. Right. Right. That's I all agree. I gotta say. Um, I haven't had a chance to research or look up what's going on, but. Half of the shops on Paradise Pier are closed. So the hmm. the tattoo shop is open, and the first section, the the boardwalk, uh, the was it the bazaar, is open. But then the mm-hmm. next two, the next two openings have their doors pulled down and are closed. So we'll have to research and see what's going on with those. I haven't seen I haven't seen anything on the schedule for that. So it's kind of weird that. They, I mean, they may just be painting or whatever, but so the two shops, the two sections that are open kind of have a conglomeration of merchandise at this point to cover, cover the two shops that are shops that are closed. Um, I want to welcome, I have one. We want to welcome our Mixler listeners that are listening live on Mixler, uh, Sunday nights, 8 p.m. Pacific Delta time, Delta time, daylight time. Delta. Stop. <laughs> I was at the Carte restaurant. Um, <laughs> oh, and you and five, just a little too, I, much. too much. Too much. Yeah, so how many spheres? How, how many Manhattans can I have and still podcast? Uh, so, uh, 8 p.m. Pacific every Sunday on Mixler. Listen to us live, chat with your Diz friends. Uh, yep. I'm sorry, Nancy, go. You had one? Yeah, I had one. Remember how we were talking about the Metrolink the other day and getting from here to there and all that stuff? I forgot to mention, because I was actually talking with one of my patients about this the other day, and the Saturday and Sunday $10 per day um, weekend day pass. Okay. You can go anywhere on the Metrolink. You can only buy it. You can buy it at the Metrolink um, ticket vending machines only on Saturday or only on Sunday, hmm. but it's $10 for anywhere on the system. You can travel all day nice. system wide. All of Southern so you can, yeah, um, th- uh, connected free connectivity to most rail or bus throughout Southern California. Wow. So you can go to the beach you can go to union station go to hollywood and highland go from irvine to downtown you can do all kinds of stuff it does not allow for free transfers to the coaster train or the other transit systems in san diego county so san diego county is the only and of course the uh the coastliner or the starlight coast 
and all that is what I'm thinking. So anyway, but yeah, $10 per person to ride back and forth and all over the place and go to Long Beach or go to Santa Monica. Anyway, you you heard the story. Anyway, yeah. I think that's pretty good. Very cool. So speaking of Knott's Berry Berry Farm, Coasting for Kids, June 7th at Knott's Berry Farm and other Cedar Fair parks across the country. Uh, um, we- can I, I just want to interject, Tom. Yeah. I I really need people to pledge and help me, please. Why? You're up to $75. But it's for the kids. Okay, there you go. It's for the kids. So support it's Mary not, Jo. Not support West. He's only up at $75, too. Uh, so this is, we are up to 51 riders as of Yay. the last time I checked. I've been trying to check today because I wanted to have an update. But 51 riders at nine support different parks. Support my proxy. Support your support your proxy, okay. Nancy. Support proxy my proxy, Lisa Kramer. At uh King's Island, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. She's not even at Well, she called she she she, 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 she spent in a sad sad story. Send me a story. Note. Yeah. Said, Can I be, can will you be my proxy? Help me. That's actually support really her nice. Yeah. 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 Um so nine different nine different parks across the country. We still have two parks that are missing. If you uh, we and we had we talked to some or we had some people on the boards this last few days that said they're going to sign up and hopefully they do. But we would, I'd really love to see some people at California's Great American Santa Clara, also at uh, King's Dominion in Ros- Doswell, Virginia, which is near Richmond. Um, we still don't have dizzers at those two parks, but we are doing awesome. We we blew out last blew last year's um, participant total out of the water, so. 51 is awesome. I'm really happy with that. You got uh, Dizzer's Rock. So they do. Let, let's just and the keep, Diz keep Rocks. Not, the Diz is a yeah. sponsor. Yeah. So let's let's keep it going. Keep up the fundraising. If you can't make it to one of those parks, uh, go on and do- donate a few dollars to uh, someone at a park near you. And, and or, at Knott's help, Farm. or at Knott's Prairie Farm. Or Knott's Prairie Farm, yes. Or, or to me, or Mary Jo. Uh, and just and support Give Kids the World, which is an awesome charity. Um, any other housekeeping? I have one. Go ahead, Michael. Well, I was listening to a news report. Uh, folks that don't live in California might not be aware that for months now we've had a dock workers uh, labor dispute. Right. So right, right. for quite a long time, ships um, were not able to unload their goods. So the news talked about how our farmers. Um, you know, also that we're shipping fruits and vegetables and all of that out, you know, everything rotted, you know, sitting on the docks and foodstuffs and everything that was sitting on the ships have all gone bad. A lot of the stores, whole spring line is still sitting offshore. So they've written off the season. Um, and then, and then uh, to make it worse, now the truck drivers are on strike. So even if the goods get ashore, they're not getting shipped, um. but. They mentioned in passing, um, Disneyland's been affected by this because apparently some of their, uh, a bit of their 60th anniversary merchandise is sitting in a ship out there somewhere. <laughs> um, and are the Cinderella coach pumpkin, um, the, the popcorn, popcorn buckets yeah. are also out there somewhere. And that's why they haven't come into the park. Apparently, wow. so um, so let's hope all that merchandise gets here by May twenty second. I was talking to yeah. somebody somebody today that is a fan of all the popcorn buckets, 
and he said that he was noticing that they had the Darth Vader popcorn buckets all over the park in like in the hub where you wouldn't expect. He said they're trying to blow those out, get rid of them all because they have in their storeroom, they have um, Han, Han Solo carbonite buckets that they want to bring in the parks. Cool. But they can't That's because awesome. they have all these Darth Vader. So it was kind of. Hmm. That would be cool. It was kind of weird seeing That'd all the, 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 cool. the outdoor vending carts carrying Darth Vader popcorn buckets in the hub. <laughs> Um, I guess they don't want to store them in the meantime and bring them out later. They just right. want to get rid of them. Well, and well, and especially because tomorrow. Well, and part of it could be that tomorrow is uh, May the Fourth. So May the Fourth be with you. Oh, awesome! Yeah. Uh, oh, I'm going to annoy my coworkers so much tomorrow. Nice, nice. <laughs> I do that every day, especially on Sunday. Um, <laughs> no, nah, really? don't forget about Dizzapalooza. <laughs> Uh, meet your Diz friends at Diagon Alley at Universal Studios Florida. This is December 5th of 2015. Um, this is selling like hotcakes at 75 bucks a person, but you get exclusive access with all your Diz friends for three hours in there. Um, totally worth it. There. Totally worth it. I'm going to be there. I think all the butter beer be you can drink. All the butter beer and all the ice cream and you can And butter beer ice cream. Oh, all the ice cream. Yeah. So, if you're interested, uh, book now because I think we are at, we're close to what, 700 people? They're getting, right. yeah, they're, they're, they, I think it's at 700. They just got permission to, to, um, to expand it to 1,000 people. To 1,000, yeah. So I thought that, they hit 700. Yeah, I think they said 700 because the system shut off at 700. Uh, so we're over 700, cutting off definitely at 1,000. So, um, if that's something interests you, go to our show notes page at www.disunplug.com and find the link for that, and we'll have that on our show notes page. Also, Podcast Crew 6.0 coming up December 4th of 2016, which is next year, on the beautiful oasis of the Seas Royal Caribbean ship. Uh, if you want more information about that, uh, definitely check out our show notes page. That is, we have our group space is basically gone. Um, so what's left is the prevailing rate, which is increasing as, as the days go by, because again, this is selling, selling like crazy. Um, so if you want to sail with some of the Diz Unplugged team, you definitely want to check out podcast cruise 6.0, uh, seven night cruise on to the Western Caribbean. Any other housekeeping? Uh, if you want to get a hold of us, you can email us at dlpodcast.wdwinfo.com. And again, our show notes page is disunplugged.com. Uh, time for our poll results. So we asked, per Nancy's suggestion, how many days during your Southern California vacation do you spend doing stuff other than Disney? What we call our day six, um, day six things. Day, t- day six activities. Day six activities. There you go. Uh, so, uh, I asked, I, my, the choices were zero. It's all Disney all the time. Uh, less than a day, one day, two to three days, or four or more days. Uh, those of you that never leave Disney, 29%. So. That's a, that's a big number. Yeah, 29%. 
It's all mm-hmm. Disney all the time. So that leave, but that leaves seventy one percent that do other stuff. Um, true. Less than a day was four percent. So that you can throw that one away. Twenty three percent, twenty three percent spend a day doing something else. Thirty two percent spend two or three days doing something else. And then we have eleven uh, percent, which I th- actually think that's kind of high. Spend four or more days doing something other than Disney when they're in Southern California. So they're not here. It seems to me that Disney's not their primary destination, just well, no, part Disney, of their vacation. Disney, which yeah, I, mean, I think Disney's primary, but I think they are. We have a lot of people that are doing other things. Or they're from out of the country. Yeah. So yeah. it's a, what we don't know is the length of time they're spending. Right, right. The trying to coordinate that in a poll was just, uh, so, <laughs> um, I actually, that kind of, that kind of pleases me that at least 71% are doing something else because then we can keep talking to them about day six. Yeah. Yep. Uh, our winner this week is Angela Ward. Congratulations to Angela. We will get in touch with you. Um, all right. So that was, that's kind of, any other thoughts about the poll results, especially to those people that are, uh, Mary Jo that's doing all these day six vacations and trips. Frankly, I was actually surprised the number wasn't higher for people doing oh, only okay. Disney just because of our fan oh. base. Right. Exactly. I mean, exactly. Dizzers are, you know, if you look at the people who go to Walt Disney World, mm-hmm. you know, that's all they do. You know, they barely right. go to getting Universal them, or any the, of the yeah, other exactly. places. Exactly. So, but, you but know. however, Disney World's a little bit different because Magical Express. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. They they get you there and keep you there. King and they have wow. theme parks and yeah. restaurants yeah. and nighttime activities. Yeah. So that's very very interesting. But um, I'm like I said, I'm still surprised it wasn't a higher number. So right, yay, go right. good for you that yeah. want to actually you know take an old fashioned vacation. Be curious to see what this number looks like uh, after oh next spring when Harry Potter opens. Harry Potter opens. Yeah. Just for the record, when I have people come visit me from other places, mm-hmm. you know, of course I take them to Disney, but I always right. try to take them to at least Knotts or Universal or something, right. just so it's not just all Disney all the time. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Mostly um, Knotts. Exactly. <laughs> all right, time for this week's news, Tony. What do you got for us this week? Well, in the fight of the century. Oh, never mind. No, yeah. See, you <laughs> that's not news. Anyways, okay. We'll start with the non-Disneyland big, big, big news. Speaking of knots. Yeah. yeah, speaking of knots, protesters have opposed the not stage stagecoach ride, saying the horses abu- have been abused. So a San Diego animal rights activist who historically has protested against SeaWorld for many years has decided to turn her attention <laughs> to the horse-drawn stagecoach. Oh, Ellen, crap. Yeah. Well, let's come on. Let's try to be a little Edward R. Murrow-esque here, Nancy. And hey, I let's just read crap. the facts. I didn't curse on the show. Yeah. Uh, just the fact that they're made to pull thousands of pounds is cruel and unusual punishment, says Alan Erickson. We need to get these horses out of knots. That ride does not need to exist. So she and some fellow protesters accused knots of abusing the horses. And um, Knotts said, no, we have world-class care. And an animal control officer said his agency found no signs of abuse. And so recently there were 25 protesters at Beach Boulevard and La Palma Avenue last weekend. And then they were supposed to be there again this weekend, Sunday today, when we're recording. And uh, it's been at the the show, the 
the attraction has been part of the Old West authenticity Walter Knott sought to bring to Ghost Town since the 1950s. And the statement from Knott says, For more than 60 years, Knott's has enjoyed a reputation of excellence for the level of care it provides to its horses. We go to great lengths to provide our horses with world-class care, including a nurturing home that is maintained by equestrian experts. They have access to round-the-clock care, a work schedule of just a few hours per week, and extensive training before they become members of Knott's equine team. Or equine, whatever, however you pronounce it. Nancy, go ahead, pronounce it for me. Equine. Um, thank you. Equine. Thank you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Ice French. Yes. Um, so, as proof of the alleged abuse, the protesters cited incidents on the ride, which had been reported by the Orange County Register in the past. 2003, hydraulic braking system failed. The horses took off and the coach ran into a fence, killing one horse. In 2011, a horse collapsed at the end of the ride. A few days later, not so the horse was okay, and an animal control officer said there was no evidence of abuse. 2012, a wheel on one of the coaches fell off, causing it to topple. Passengers, three passengers were injured, injured, and the state of the horses was not reported. Uh, the Southeast Area Animal Control Authority does routine inspections on the horses about once a year, said Chuck Miller, animal care manager. The agency has never found any violations. There's nothing we could find, he said, that would suggest any kind of neglect or abuse. So, there you go. Nothing? Interesting. If if well, then they're trying to turn their attention to Disneyland Thank and its horses yeah. pulling the trolleys. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. All I can say is, if she'd have been born in 1859, her tone of voice would be a little different. <laughs> Maybe if she'd even been born at the turn of the century, her tone of voice would be a little different. Even no. in 1940, her tone of voice would have been a little different. So she would have been we'll pulling just... the plow instead of the horses. <laughs> I'm just saying, people don't have fulfilling enough lives of their own, so they wow. go out and do some of this stuff. Wow. Okay. You had to, you went further I'm, than I'm, you need to go. Nancy at yeah. Don't have fulfilling lives. Okay. Sorry, I, I agree with Nancy. I think that's ridiculous. Yeah. No, no, I don't. People, I have no problem. I have no problem with being ridiculous. Now, but maybe she has a really fulfilling life, and this is just extra icing on the cake. I'm just playing advocate. Maybe she has the most fulfilling life there is, and now she has time to devote to this because you know, she's so fulfilled. You know, I bet she. I bet if there was one of those living history workshop type, you know, museums where people like live in the museum and they do the crafts of the era, they she would like scream about workers' abuse rights and things like that. <laughs> We should keep on the show. That's the kind of person I want to see on like that PBS thing where they send you off to become a pilgrim. <laughs> yes, I remember that show. That's a great show. Do they still have a new one? That was an people? excellent show. Yeah, to say need to bring it back. That's the kind of person who would never make it even fifty years ago. They would never make it. Okay, I'm North done. Time. Okay, right. okay. Stepping Moving up. on. In the more. The more exciting, we're all going to speculate and talk for hours about the big news story is that Disney has purchased the Carousel Inn across the street from Disneyland for $32 million. So it's directly across Harbor Boulevard. And according to public records, that's how we all found this out. Disney, through a limited liability corporation, purchased the 131-room Carousel Inn and Suites from Good Hope International. 
messages. So people have tried to contact Good Hope representatives and were not returned. I'm assuming Disney said, don't say anything. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's just my own interpretation. We own you now. Uh, yeah. The manager was unaware of the sale, but a Disneyland <laughs> spokeswoman confirmed the purchase. So for those of you that don't know, it's sandwiched between Pizza Press. Good review if you want to listen to it. And the Tropicana Inn and Suites, the five-story hotel, features a rooftop pool, guest rooms. I don't think that's actually correct. Well, yeah. Who I wouldn't know. Okay. I've I think never Pizza stayed. Press is between Tropicana and... Yeah, that's Carousel. correct. Yeah. yeah. Okay. No, then okay. I wouldn't know that. I was talking about the rooftop pool. I wouldn't know. Okay, but yeah. you know with the interactions, I wouldn't know even if yeah. I was there at Pizza Press. Okay. So guest rooms range in size from 300 to 700 square feet, and the prices are typically 109 to 400 bucks. The finalized purchase, it was per- finalized on Mar- March 23rd, and Susie Brown yeah. said that yeah, the Walt Disney Company saw this as a strategic investment as opportunities to purchase properties in close proximity to the resort are extremely rare. Brown said the current management will continue to operate the Carousel Inn. She added that Disney has no long-term plans for the property at this time. I, we all don't believe you. Uh, I think whatever we all, we all hope that you have long-term plans, obviously. Uh, I think whatever they have in mind will be good for the resort district, said Bill Snyder, president of the Anaheim Orange County Hotel and Lodging Association. And let's see, Alan Rie. Rie. Say that again. Rie. R-E-A-Y. That's how you would pronounce it. Um, Rial, president of the Atlas Hospitality Group, a hotel consulting business, lauded the purchase. He cited how rare it is to find property for sale adjacent to Disneyland and DCA. And considering the boom that is in developments currently happening in Anaheim. And he also said that properties adjacent to theme parks are considered legacy assets that families have had for generations and are passed down and they don't sell. Now, before I let everybody say what they want to say, (laughs) I did a Google map search. And what's interesting is this is now me because here's pure speculation of me. So I'm looking at the map and I did the Google Earth map search. And okay, so there's not a lot of space, you know, next to it. So obviously there's these other hotels. But if you look behind it, there's a huge parking lot for a learning blah, 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 like some non hotel related thing. Okay. Which is huge. I'm looking if you go to Google map now. I mean, it, it, it's behind the Best Western Parks and Inn. It's behind Tropic Inn and Suites. It's behind all that. But when I looked it up in the map, on the map, it says Cybron Learning Center. And in my mind, I thought, well, that's something that they could theoretically purchase. Right. Just, and this could be the entrance to get there. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. the beginning of it is there on Harbor Boulevard, but everything else is in that back because there's a huge, and then that up to the five if you look at the map you'll see it so that was yeah, kind but of that exciting place is huge yeah exactly but mm-hmm. it's a cybron learning center disney could buy that i i don't know if they would be as other than the fact oh it's disney we're gonna make you spend a lot of money but it's not like one of these legacy hotels where there's a consistent money being made because of the location i'm just speculating that was my speculation now I'll go ahead and speculate everyone there's a West Coast University back there. Yeah, why can't you move that? Right. Interesting. So, okay, what is that? Nice Come on. Reporting, Tony. Did you like that? You yeah, said that to be ready. That was ready. 
Well, you know, the whole reason that Walt Disney World was built in 49 square miles was because Walt hated the cheap Las Vegas-y looking, Mm -hmm. you know, strip that it becomes. So, you know, one more step to keeping that strip from happening or taking that strip out and creating a resort district. $32 million, is that low or high or? That seems cheap to me. That's For getting a legacy property? Okay, because I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah okay, and I mentioned, can... I mentioned this to Michael, and he disagreed with me. But I, I see them spending thirty-two million dollars and not having any idea as to what they're going to do with the property, just because hey, this property came up for sale, thirty-two million dollars. That's a freaking bargain. We're going to buy it, and then we'll figure it out later. I, I absolutely agree with that. Yeah, I don't see how it was thirty-two million dollars because if you just think about it. So homes are from around that, not necessarily in Anaheim specifically, but in Orange County, mm-hmm. you're looking at like 500 to a million dollars, right. 500,000. Okay. Not across the street from Disneyland. Right. With the price. I, I almost wonder if there was some kind of. Bed bugs? It just, no. How could you sell that for 30? 30- I'm going to. Well, you know, a lot of, a lot of times that's. A lot of times you have these these properties, and if the adult or the parent goes on, you know, and, and sometimes the kids are tired of dealing with each other, and they're ready to let go of it. And Disney could have finally come up with a price, and and they got them at the right time. My like understanding is this was this was the same company that owns Annabella and Tropicana. Hmm, that is correct. I, <laughs> that is not correct? Okay. No, it is correct. Oh, it is correct. Okay. Yes. Okay. And is Tropicana mm. next to it? Yeah. Yes. So why couldn't then you take Tropicana mm, 2 and then Michael, have the thoughts? Caribbean Beach Resort? Yeah, exactly. Michael. Well, if if I remember correctly, back when, uh, you know, in the Eisner-Wells era, when they were buying up a lot back of the other the little days. motels, yes, yeah, the other little motor inns for the resort expansion. They attempted to get the property directly across the street from the entrance uh-huh. to Disneyland, but um, of course, when everyone got wind of it, they either refused to sell or raise the prices so outrageously high that um, Disney just didn't have the the means or right, or, or right. they weren't going to buy it. They did purchase the Grand hotel if you remember that one that had fallen sort of on hard times and it was in that area right behind um that row of of hotels and motor inns we're talking about and i and they tore it down and they ultimately i think sort of parlayed that land for a different deal um later on down the road for a different land deal so it wouldn't surprise me if maybe they're dusting off a plan and seeing how viable it is. I also was told, and I don't know if this is true, that this isn't the only property that they are the landlords of, property oh. that's in use currently. And um, I don't know whether that's true or not, and I couldn't tell you which properties they are. So um, anyway, so in, it's interesting now. Yeah, very, very interesting. Anybody that's else want to chime in? There's a lot happening over there in, in yeah. Anaheim right now. Mm-hmm. What about our guest? I know he's got 
something to say. I have a lot of speculation. I don't know what, what I want to yeah, say. Yeah, that's okay. Um, <laughs> I speculated um, that they're going to buy some university and tear it down. So, you know, ha- having researched a lot of like you, you know, you just mentioned the Eisner Wells time, especially when they were looking towards Westcott, and a lot of stuff was going to be in that specific area. It is very possible that they're perhaps dusting off some older plans and kind of readjusting and seeing, you know, oh, this property became available. Let's just snatch it up now just in case we need it later to do something. Um, I don't think an entire Third Gate Star Wars uh, theme park can fit in that area. But, uh, I mean, it's possible they're, they're going to do something relating to a, a, a future expansion, maybe even far in the future to, with that property now. Or maybe more cast member parking. <laughs> that could Work is <laughs> interesting. All right, thanks, Tony. You got it. Uh, hey, Jeff, how are things with you? What's What's new in your world? Uh, things are good here, actually. Yeah. You know, on a personal level, I just recently moved, so I'm in the middle of moving th- things around really? my new apartment right yeah. now. <laughs> but everything here is is wonderful. Visiting Disney every weekend, of course, because nice. now that I'm here, I might as well. Exactly. actually renewed so my cool. annual pass today. <laughs> so you, you have a new book that's coming out? Uh, actually, it came out a few months ago, or okay. uh, late last year. Uh, it's called uh, Main Street Windows. And, okay. you know, it, it is a book all about the windows of Main Street, up and down Main Street at all five uh, wow. Magic Kingdom style parks nice. uh, all over the world. Nice. Yeah, it's much more comprehensive than the one that Disney put out a few years ago and never updated. <laughs> that is actually that was my inspiration wow. behind doing this Slam. book. Um, because I bought that book and I was very disappointed of, of. I mean, it was good, but I was disappointed in the lack of information. I guess. Um, so I actually reached out to the guy who wrote it, uh, Chuck Schneider, and I asked if it was okay if I took on the project of you know doing all the parks. And he's like, by all means, go right ahead. It's good luck, basically. It's what he said. And uh, I mean, it took two years, but it was well worth it. I learned a lot more than I ever expected to. Mm-hmm. So cool. Okay, so Mother's Day is coming up, and I need to give my kids some suggestions. Uh, where, can, where, where can they get the book for me? Uh, it's on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and uh, we have signed copies on OrchardHillPress.com. Well, I would want to sign copies, so that's OrchardHillPress.com. Very cool. Very cool. What's, 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 now, next, what's your next project? Uh, to be honest with you, I don't know because it took okay. me so long to do this one. I'm kind of taking a break right now from nice. writing. Um, nice. I know I'm still doing Communal Core Weekly every week and that's, you know, a pretty large chunk of time, but I haven't decided what I'm going to do next though. Um, okay. I'm not even sure if it's going to be Disney related, to be honest with you. <laughs> nice. Were now, you were you influenced? Uh, I was going to ask him if he was influenced a little bit, um, by Van France's Windows on Main Street book. Yes, actually, you know, because I, I read that book, too. Because I have that you know, one. I love that one. Yeah, I love it, too. I mean, but there's not a lot of the windows. I mean, there's a handful, yeah, but there's I not know. a lot in there. And I I've always wanted to know more about everyone. And mm-hmm. I, I really, you know, because I'm such a big, big fan. And in a way, I like I like to think that this is my way of thanking them for finally like recognizing them and, and letting people know yeah. th- these are who these people are. Because especially some of the names overseas, they're not as popular oh, yeah. as Tony Baxter or Bob Gurr or anything. So I wanted to like let people know who they are and what they've done. That's very cool. Awesome. So what? how did Good. you find out about some of the folks that 
maybe aren't, you know, common knowledge. I mean, did you get access to the Disney archives or have to interview people? Uh, actually, no, I didn't do anything with the archives. Um, I actually, you know, every, every name that I could actually, let, let me backtrack a little bit. I actually didn't go to the parks overseas, unfortunately, like I wanted to. Um, I just happened to have friends that were going. So they were gracious enough to take photos of all the windows for me so I can get the actual names. And, and it was a lot of searching through public records and even like LinkedIn and online finding these people. And once I, I would connect with one, they'd ask me, oh, have you connected with so-and-so? You know, do you know what they did? Here, let me give you their contact information. Oh. So it was just like a, a, a chain reaction type nice. of thing where all these people put me in touch with other people I work with so I can get the information of who, who they actually were. So, I mean, that's part of the reason why it took so long because I had to track all mm -hmm. these people down. And we're talking like, you know, almost a thousand people that are honored on Windows. So it took a very long time, but it was so worth it in the end. Very cool. Now, uh, is there anyone that you feel has been honored with a window who's well deserved? Um, you know, I I don't know. I you know, I think maybe in twenty years, a lot of this new guard of Imagineers will will definitely deserve windows. I mean, they're all, they're definitely doing great now, but I I think that you know, ten, fifteen, twenty years from now, a lot of these guys should be you know receiving this honor if not here at disneyland but or may maybe overseas at even in shanghai when that opens mm -hmm. very cool actually i'm lying joe joe roadie he he does not have a window and he deserves one yeah oh, he I does. Agree. i'm surprised he doesn't have a window you, you yeah work for he's company, one right? of the few one of the few who does not but i'm sure eventually he will get one yeah. but is it, don't you have to retire or or leave the company before you can get a window uh, in the past, that was true. That's not okay. necessarily true any longer. Um, okay. but the last handful that have received windows have, you know, w were just recently retired when right. they received theirs. Right. right. Um, other than, other than Amazon and Orchard, where, where else can people contact you? Uh, do you have a website or you can, yeah, jeffheimbuck.com basically and communicorweekly.com. That's where you can find me. Excellent. Well, I'll make sure we put a link in the show notes page to that. Thank you. Um, excellent. Okay, let's move on to rapid fire. I will go first, and I will be very rapid. Six Flags mm. Magic Mountains Twisted Colossus opens May 23rd. So huh. after I'm at Disneyland for 24 wow. hours, I'm going to drive down to Six Flags Magic Mountain and get in line for Twisted Colossus for another, what, four or five hours probably? No, no. Um, so that's this is the new uh, wood um, iron hybrid of the classic Colossus roller coaster, and it is they're they're testing it now, so it should be. I, I'm expect I, I I'm guessing it'll probably soft open way before that, but the official opening date is May 23rd, which is really really cool. Uh, the photos of that ride look amazing. It. I'm sorry, so what did you say, Jeff? Oh, as I said, the photos of that ride just oh, look yeah. amazing, what yeah. I've seen so far. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be a busy weekend. Yeah, it is. That's, that's yeah. Nancy, what do you got? Okay. Um, did you guys mention, I know I missed a show a couple weeks ago. Did you guys mention that, uh, <laughs> that, um, Universal kind of quietly slipped out a little note saying all new and renewed annual passes will be good only through March 18th, 2016. No, I had heard something about this on one of the other no. podcasts. And, and, 
and that the most expensive passes will no longer offer a parking option, meaning all annual pass holders must pay to park every time they go to Universal Studios Hollywood. The the rumor was this was because of Potter coming. Yes. This is definitely because of Potter coming. And another little tidbit that uh, popped up is because of the dropping of, you know, the kind of timing of that, mm-hmm. that date. Mm-hmm. They're looking at Easter 2016 falling on March 27th. Right. Um, they're predicting maybe the week to look for is March 21 yeah. to 25th yep. for the grand opening of Wizarding World. Exactly. And well, it's kind of along about quite the well. parking, though. Yeah, it does, doesn't it, though? Mm-hmm. Especially since they're building two new garages. Hmm. Wow. So They'll have to pay I mean, for them somehow. Yeah, exactly. 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 So it should be interesting, and I know we've talked about that, and um, the press release that came through, this is, um, this is something that came off of um, the LA Times' um, uh, article. Um, did... We kind of covered that they're going to be adding Flight of the Hippogriff also. So it's going to be, so it's going to be Flight of the Hippogriff. And then, of course, you know, the village of Hogsmeade and Forbidden Journey, as well as all that little bit of stuff. So, yes. And construction looks pretty good from the videos I saw from this last week. So it's coming along. Excellent. Thank you, Nancy. Michael? Mm hmm. Right. Well, a few weeks ago, you might remember, I ran through the release dates for the Walt Disney Records um, Legacy Collection. Right. And the Disneyland set, uh, it's been announced it's going to be for release exclusively at the Disneyland Resort on May 20th. And this is the eighth release from the Legacy Collection, and it is celebrating the 60th anniversary of the Disneyland Resort. And it's a three-disc set. And it will go into wide release on August 21st, but I am holding it in my hands right now. Brad? So, um, yeah, so the the Legacy Collection, you know, it explores Disneyland's rich past behind songs and attractions of the past and present. And basically, three discs, one and a half of the discs is the Disneyland Resort, and the other one and a half discs are the, are, um, you know, California Adventure. And it also has music from Main Street Electrical Parade and Fantasmic um, in there. It's, and there's also liner notes from um, Stacia Martin, who is a Disney artist and historian. So it's 24 pages and she goes through and it sort of gives a background of Disneyland and sort of Disneyland and its music um, goes through and also has some art in there, uh, concept art, poster art, things like that. Um, so anyway, so I, I listened to this and if you have the 50th anniversary five disc collection, go out and get the California adventure CD set and you're good to go. There is no need to own this disc. Okay. Um, the only, uh, the, the CD, the only, the nice, the, the only difference really is on disc one for the main street music. Um, they have the, the, the up theme, married life. Oh, right. 
in there um, instead of the the traditional music they have on all the other CDs. Otherwise, it's pretty much the same, except it doesn't go into the in-depth of having, you know, the full, complete ride-throughs of every, Mm. you know, iteration of Country Bear Jamboree and, and all the holiday overlays. It mainly just has the music for the attractions. And um, it, the nice thing is like, it does have a couple of the live shows in there. There was some stuff I was really disappointed. It didn't have, for instance, it, it didn't have um, a world of color. It doesn't have that oh, wow. theme song That's in odd. there. Yeah. And I've been waiting for that to come out. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't have, um, you know, the, the theme song for Soundsational in there, um, or Mickey and the Magical Map, or it that doesn't was have be my next anything. question. <laughs> yeah. So I'm really it, surprised. Yeah. So, you know, if, so I would say again, if you don't have any of any, if you didn't get that five disc set and you want some of the more historic sounds, there are a number of them on here. So I would say go out and get it. But if you have that five disc set from the 50th, I, I don't know. Unless you just feel like you have to have every <laughs> uh, theme park soundtrack there is, and I, I, and I'm not putting you down. You mean, I completely, you mean yes, yes, I completely <laughs> understand and and sympathize. Um, then I just can't heartily recommend this. So there's not enough new material in it. What's the sticker shock on it supposed to be? Oh gosh, you know what? That's a good question. I don't because the um, sticker shock on the fiftieth anniversary oh, kit was the only reason I didn't buy it. It's nowhere near, near okay. nowhere near that at all. Oh, so that's good then mm-hmm. that they realized they needed to drop the price. Yeah, well, well there's less to... there. Yeah, so. yeah. Anyway, all right. Thank you, Michael. Mary Jo. Well, this past weekend, Avengers, uh, the latest movie, Age of Ultron, opened up, and along with that. At the Disneyland Park and the uh, Red Rockets Pizza Port, they have some new treats that go along with that. They've Woo-hoo. got, I know, <laughs> and and I understand that they're really tasty. I don't know. I'll ask Tom later if, if he's tried them, I, but yeah, oh darn it! Well, well they have to do it tomorrow. They have the Black Widow Parfait with its so layers of chocolate syrup, chocolate cake, white and dark chocolate mousse, strawberry filling, and it's topped with chocolate crunchy candies and the Black Widow emblem. That's pretty cool. Then they have the Captain America shield cookie and a red velvet waffle shaped like the Iron Man's mask topped with edible glitter. Edible glitter. Yeah. Well, all of these sound, I think of Teresa with that, but all of these sound really tasty. They also have a mug that's um, it's in shape of the Iron Mask, uh, excuse me, the Iron Man head mask. Um, mm-hmm. That's the new. Super. I, I want to call them sippy cups, but it's, yeah. you know, it's the, it's the new mug. And then they also have for a limited time, a print of the Avengers age of Ultron keepsake comic book style, which is, cool. um, it's designed especially for Disneyland and it's available for $10 after you spend $20 before tax after discount. <laughs> which is <laughs> easy to do. I appreciate yeah. It is easy to do once you start getting stuff over there. So, and it has all of the the main characters from the Avengers. It doesn't have the two new ones because I already Scarlet saw Witch and Quicksilver. Yep, but it has the main, mutants. I just want to say that. But, 
However, <laughs> they're not mutants in this I know. Disney version. Very very disappointing, I have to say. Yeah, I mean, it's, well, it's all because Sony owns the rights to right. the Unfortunately. X-Men and to the word mutant. So they, they, so they were actually created a different way. They're not mutants. But apparently Quicksilver is also going to be in, in X-Men. So yes, because where he is a mutant. And I think the funny thing is, I mean, this is totally off topic, but the funny thing is, is that in the Marvel, the Disney movies, they're not allowed to refer to the word mutant at all. No, because and Sony. The, yep. Sony, they're not allowed to say the word um, Avenger. So, hmm. uh, <laughs> which is interesting because the two teams, I mean, the X-Men go in and out of the Avengers, like, you know, breathing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But anyway, so it was it was a fun movie. Kelly and I watched it um, this past weekend and enjoyed it. And now we're ready to go have a treat in in uh, celebration of another Avenger movie. Very cool. Woo-hoo. Okay, Major Tony. Okay, not San Diego. Really? I'm, okay. I'm boycotting San Diego <gasps> because literally gas is now four dollars a gallon all of a wow. sudden. So yeah, we're not going to San Diego. Anymore. But um, no, that's not true. But I wanted to let everybody know. That Soak City is opening on May 16th. Yeah. And so with that, I wanted to let you know a little bit about what's going on with Soak City and what you can do. I'm not doing a whole segment or anything, but just that it opens um, May 16th. And with gas being the way it is, if you go to Knott's, you could just go across the street to Soak City, which is their water park. Know that if you have a, you can get a Soak City season pass for four low payments of $19.25. You can do a Soak City season pass plus parking, which is four payments of $34.25. Remember with Knots, and I know my our guest knows this and can share, that they save you a lot of money if you buy it online. So to get into Soak City, it's regularly $28. And if you buy at least three days beforehand, you save 10 bucks for I, um, a three-day. I'm probably saying it wrong. Also, Go ahead. another tip out there for that? Yeah, go ahead. Um, totally. If you're going to get a pass, you might as well upgrade for the meal plan, too, because I was not sold on it until like the first time I went. Totally worth it. Yep. Totally worth it. And Good to know. Nice, we have friends that tell us that all the time. And nice segue. You can get if you do the sink. They have the all you can eat all day um, for thirty one ninety nine just at Soak City. So if you're just going to do that, but like uh, you're saying, go ahead and do for the whole thing. They do have cabanas. If you're interested, weekdays, they're going to run you from $140 and then the Grand Cabana. Don't know what that means, but that's $240. And then on weekends, it would be $195 and then a Grand Cabana for $329. They do at Soak City have three different places to eat. And I just wanted to let you know that Soak City's open and it's something to consider. And again, as we've all discussed, Knott's Berry Farm is an amazing deal, especially if you get a pass, even though tickets just... Prices just went up, but just yeah, yeah. There you go. Pay for the new the new ride. Yeah, so May sixteenth. So something to think about. Very cool. Thank you, Tony. That's right after the new attraction. Yeah, everything's May. Yeah, everything's May. Um, I haven't come up with a new poll yet. We will make sure we get that new poll up. uh, Probably middle of the week. Um, Anything else you want to add, Jeff? Uh, Tell us about Communicore Weekly. Uh, Communal Crew Weekly um, is the podcast I've been doing with my partner in crime, George Taylor, for the last four years now. Nice. Um, and we pack a lot of 
Disney and theme park history into, you know, our 20 to 30 minute episodes. Um, you know, we have a history segment, a book of the week. Sometimes we have a bathroom break where we talk about our favorite bathrooms of the park. Um, nice. I love, Joseph, we love that man. stuff. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> um, the five legged goat, which is like always a hidden tribute or something. It's in the yep. park. Um, but yeah, we, not I mean, in the park. Well, sometimes they're in the, well, I mean, well, the actual five legged goat is not <laughs> in the park. But our segment named the file is something. Oh, okay, I gotcha, I gotcha. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, we we've been we're on year four now, and this year we're giving away a lot of prizes every week to everybody that listens, and we love doing it. I mean, it's nice. it's great. We have a lot of fun doing nice. it. Sounds fun. Very cool. Awesome team, thank you so much. Anything else? Anybody else needs to add? Those are quiet. Nope. All right, I'm gonna go watch the fireworks at my window. <laughs> just in time. Just oh, in time. oh, hey, I yeah, just read. Yeah. A, I just read over a real quick a, a new uh, 60th anniversary merchandise that will not be coming on the ship from China. <laughs> <laughs> and those are the new Harvey bags. Oh yeah, those. Are you know cool. that I love Harvey's yeah. bags. Those are Best the- customer service ever. Attraction poster bags. Yeah. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. There's a video on the uh, Disney Park blog that shows you how they're made, too. And they're made in Los Angeles. Nice. Not far from the park. Speaking of also, 60th, we're starting to see a little bit of decorations on the Carthay building just above the above the marquee. Really? Just a little bit of shine. Um, I posted a picture today on, on Twitter and, and Facebook of a little um, 60th logo or the D with the diamond that's on the front of the omnibus. So it looks like they're going to throw that logo all over the place so huh why are you surprised no and also if i i haven't taken a picture yet and i will try to get one up but the color scheme for buzz lightyear astro blasters Mm -hmm. is looking really interesting lots of whites and reds and greens instead of the gold Mm. so um in our in the uh, chat room, yeah, Dusty ahead. gave us. He's telling us that the Sensational Parade is not going to be running Monday through Thursday for the next three weeks. Did you know about that? Um, I, well, I know they're they're goofing up. They're messing with the hours a lot because they're doing the testing. Um, okay. Some 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 <clears throat> even even with what was on the schedule is changing. There's some days that are closing at seven thirty so that they can test the fireworks. Okay. Later, Ooh, later you might want to be around. And- for that, I know, but he, they, he says that Sensational is also not going to be playing on on or performing on May twenty second. Only the parade, um, the only daytime parade is going to be the Pixar That's really during the weekdays. Sure. Yeah, we'll have to we'll have to check and see why that why that is, especially if, if the park is open twenty four hours. Yeah, we're gonna have to interrogate Dusty. So where did he? Get well, his maybe it's with what you were you know questioning last week, where well, but, you were but, but saying after, after how are they going to move the two parades around. Yeah, Maybe but, they no, but, but on the schedule following that shows one sensational and two paint the nights. So it's not, right. It's, yeah. yeah. All right, folks. Um, that is going to do it for this segment of the Disney plug. Jeff, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. It was fun chatting with you and I'm yeah. looking forward to seeing you on the 13th. I will be there. I will nice keep fun. an eye out for you. All right. Uh, be sure to catch all of our other Disneyland shows this week. And, of course, we'll be back again with you next week. Until then, remember, Disneyland is always more magical when it's shared. Thanks for listening. Bye.